and welcome to the Steam Power Podcast. Live from beautiful downtown Southern Maryland, it's time for the Steam Power Podcast, episode number 83 for July 29th, 2017. I'm Mike. I'm Lisa. It's time to get steamy again because again we because literally someone didn't check the batteries. We're in halfway the through <laughs> before we noticed that we weren't recording, which sucks because I'm not the kind of person that can just say the same thing over again. You know, like I'm. I don't know. Who knows what I'll say this time? Who knows? Let's start with – let's go yeah. back to where we were last time. Okay. No? So the first Amazon thing we started Fresh. with – Amazon Fresh. Tell we, me about um, it. You I was just given my two thumbs up for Amazon Fresh because uh, we have Amazon Prime and you were saying that Amazon Fresh is an extra $15 a, a month. month. And we've gotten two orders from them in the past couple of weeks, four bags each. And I was really impressed because we got things like eggs, ice cream, lunch meat, bananas, you know, stuff that's not easy to ship. And it was very well packed. Everything that was supposed to be cold was cold. Everything that wasn't, wasn't cold. And we had heavy stuff like laundry detergent yep. and things like that. And it's free shipping for orders over $40. That just – that blows my mind because it had to have cost them more than that $15 to ship just one of our orders of yep. groceries. So um, – and. It was faster. Like you ordered Thursday night for the one and it got here Saturday morning. Yes. And I was so impressed because we're not – where we live isn't extremely rural, but it would be considered rural to a lot of people. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that it gets here in a day and a half – Is pretty cool. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely two thumbs up. The prices are extremely comparable with the grocery stores, except for drinks. That's the one thing, because grocery stores usually have drinks on sale for, you know, right. cheaper than they are. So um, other than drinks, I would say everything else is extremely comparable. And, oh, there's just one thing they have called, like, the cow burger or something. Mm, we're going to have some of those tonight. Yes, I'm going to fry some up tonight. But they are delicious i mean literally like it better than like five guys or something i they mean really it good. and i never say that about stuff i cook because i hate to cook first of all and second of all i never think anything that i cook tastes very good but these burgers are just delicious and what and wait siri what did siri agree? siri agrees with you <laughs> My Australian male series talking about cheeseburger in paradise now. So even he's hungry. <laughs> All right. Let's so get into line, it. Yes. Two thumbs Amazon up. Fresh, two thumbs up. Try it if you have Amazon Prime. Just Siri, shut up. Oh well, every gosh. time you say Siri, it's going to. It 
never talks to me though. That's the he's, thing. He's chatty. My you. Siri never you just talks said it again. to me. You just said it. Guys, stop saying the S word. Stop saying the S word. All right, let's get into the stories. <laughs> he's still going off over there. All right, so our first story comes to us today from Science Daily. Ultrathin mm-hmm. harvests ultrathin device. Harvest electricity from human motion. Yes, and I think this is just cool because if you think about it, can you imagine charging your cell phone up just from your motion? Just walking around, sitting yes. in your jacket, and go walk around. I mean, it's it's a pain enough to charge it up. Without, you know, if you have a battery pack or something that you have to carry around in your purse or in your pocket or something like that, the ability to charge it up just from repetitive motion would be just awesome. So this is actually from Vanderbilt University. They just released a, uh, a paper described ultra flow, ultra low frequency electrochemical mechanical strain energy harvester using 2d black phosphorus nano sheets. I mean, that sounds great to me, but the idea is that, yeah, so there's, they're using a very like uh, atoms thick layer of phosphorus mm-hmm. that can be impregnated into existing textiles. So you don't have to I hate that s- word impregnated. Just like, it's is what it is. I know, but know. it just doesn't sound right to use it for technology, but whatever. And it's 25% efficient. So that 25% of the mo- energy that's in the motion mm-hmm. uh, gets translated and it can work at very low frequencies. So like the human body, we're, you know, we're not we're not high frequency devices. We're, we're kind of low. Yeah. In fact, the guy says in here that Usain Bolt, the, the, the fast sprinter guy that's been in all the Olympics mm-hmm. – he he's a he operates as a five hertz system is what the guy says. Okay. So the idea is that's is that good or bad or well for I, I mean, guess what, what I, from my understanding while it is he's a fast guy obviously for a lot of electrical systems it you need a higher uh, to be more efficient you need higher frequency. But so, that's good for humans. So right. So, so this sweet. this okay. this phosphorus system they've built this device can op- can still be efficient at low frequencies. Um, so in other words. You in the next couple of years might be very well be wearing a a jacket or a skirt or something like mm-hmm. that could charge your phone. Would you do it? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think Scotty Vest is probably going to get a lot of uh, extra orders when that happens. So if he, if he gets into it, yeah, yeah, I think it would be right up his alley. If yeah, because I mean, Vest he's got so by. many pockets and stuff, he could put yep. little. What do you? Little strips or whatever they're going to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was like, well, you have Built to still in. plug. I, I'm assuming initially you'll still plug something in to be efficient. But in, in theory, in long term, why can't you just use wireless charging? Yeah, that's so, true. Who knows? True. It's going to be fun to see how this all plays out. Next story. Speaking of low frequency, how about very low frequency? Did you know that since the 1960s, about give or take, we have been bombarding the uh, atmosphere, the, the the magnetosphere of the Earth, with very low frequency radio signals. You know, Mike, I did know that. And, and do just, you know how? Because we said it. it the first time around when this didn't record. Right. So, and but our <laughs> I did not were. know that we had something called a magnetosphere, which right. you, you explained. North Pole, South Pole, right? So therefore, yes. the magnetic field it emanates from the planet. Um, 
And it's where the satellites live, right? And, and we try to put them in the magnetosphere because it helps – because the magnetosphere does Protect a great them. job of protecting the planet as well as the satellites from highly energized particles okay. that come from the sun, the solar flare. That makes right? sense. Yes, yes. So the, the magnetosphere kind of repels them away. And yes. There's a thing called the Van Allen Can I ask belt. you a question? What happens sure. to a satellite that isn't working anymore? Do we just sort of – Right now, release it and let it go out into space, or do we try to reel it back in, or do we try to reprogram it? Or no, as of, so today, it, it becomes pollution, like humans do good at. It just sits up there until its orbit decays and crashes back into the atmosphere and burns up. That's what we do today. Now, there's work. There is being research done about setting up other satellites or space shuttles that could then grab. So, what's the percentage of junk satellites compared to actual working satellites? Um, yes. The answer is there's way more junk up there than there is stuff that still works. Seriously? Yes. If you, We'll put a picture up. I'll show you a picture of because uh, NORAD, uh, the U.S. Air Force, tracks all the Standard stuff tracker. that's <laughs> bigger than I think like a softball. Yes. It's that, that's man-made. It's more than a softball or something like that is tracked. So okay. We'll throw it. We'll throw a graphic up that shows you just how much crap in the last fifty, sixty years of. So is this going to be one of those things that we figure out fifty years from now is awful and horrible, no, and we've, we've done already, so much harm and well, sort of like harm. nicotine and plastics and. No, nah, it's so it's not so much as it's harm. It's it's the harm is going to be to. Other spacecraft that we launch in the future, like something. Okay. So the damage. What is about the other, other planets, that, or is it just too far away to affect any? Right. So like, no. It, what's going to happen is over those things that are not functioning, they're orbiting, but their orbit is slowly decaying. Which means they're basically they're falling. If you're in orbit, why can't we just let it go? Like, isn't there some sort of magnetic? No, it's called gravity. It's it's it's. There's no way to cut the tie and just. Let it float off in the space because it's in orbit around the planet. It's literally falling. We can't stop the orbit. Correct. It, no, gravity pulls it down. I mean, anything that's in orbit is really just falling. If you're if to say something is in orbit means that it's falling back to Earth. It's just that usually we have little thrusters that keep adjusting it back out to yeah. keep it in orbit. I would just but think there would is, be some way to cut the. When Cut you, the ties when you with it. If you figure out that, that's, that would be called anti gravity. If you can figure that out, you'd be a Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> and but, that's not going to happen. Right. But so. anyway, so here's what we found out though. Since the 60s, we've been broadcasting radio, television, okay. satellite yes. communications, submarine communications. What we're finding out actually is that all that very low frequency radios is actually helping to actually push the magnetosphere further out, which means we're uh -huh. getting better. Basically, we're doing more protection by dumping all this. All our radio communication, okay. our satellite, is actually helping to protect the Earth okay. magnetically and from higher – from the, the highly right, charged cool. particles. That cool. In the sun. All right. Cool. Here's cool. where the one we really dug into last time. Bitcoin. Oh. Time to our tech uh, math You know what? Here. Yes. And, and we had a discussion about this the other day because Bitcoin confuses the hell out of me. Sorry for the bad word, but. I, just, I do not understand why there needs to be another monetary, monetary system. system that has absolutely – I get what you're saying that 
There's no central bank. The value in it is that it isn't attached to a bank and that it isn't something that is dependent on other people or whatever to get. But I just, I don't get it. I don't get why one Bitcoin is worth so much money in U.S. dollars. I don't get it why people would you why would you even have Bitcoin? Like because it's a universal currency. But how does it start? Like did somebody just give someone a Bitcoin one day and say, "Hey, I'm going to start this thing called Bitcoin." I mean, isn't it just a made up thing at the end of the day? Just it's a, made up. So is the US dollar. So is the I British get that, pound. but it's the dollar we up. can hold in our hand. Not any, how, when's the last time you really held all? You don't hold all yesterday. Your, no, you, I held a dollar in my uh, hand yes, yesterday. But the reality <laughs> is, for the most part, your money exists as what ones and zeros, just like Bitcoin. Yes, no different. I get that. I get that. I get that. But I can go pull my money out if I want. With, and there are ATMs that will accept Bitcoin now. Not. But will they give you money back from it? Yes. Based on the exchange rate, you'll get your U.S. dollars out. Or if you put U.S. dollars in, there's an exchange rate. Just like like if you go to Europe, right? You've got to exchange your U.S. dollar for the euro. How did Bitcoin become so valuable? Because one Bitcoin is worth – what did you say? Like a little over $2,000? It's U.S. Current, dollars? Yes, it was the current – when we looked at it a couple days ago. How did they become so valuable? How did the U.S. dollar become so valuable? Why is it – why did – why did – because 200 and some years ago, there was US, there was no U.S. – United States of America. We came along. We created the, a dollar. We started shipping. We started trading with our – how did the we become a – why is the U.S. Um, dollar now a, a – the de facto currency of the world? Because two hundred some years ago, we weren't even a country; we didn't even exist. It's all blind faith. The point of the of, of the of the Bitcoin is to sh- is to take the fact that money is a fake idea anyway. It's all made up. It's a it's a common lie, basically. Mm-hmm. Gold, the U.S. dollar, and a Bitcoin. The only reason that they're valuable because none of them have really intrinsic value, except for maybe gold, where because yeah. you can use it in electronics or whatever. But there's no intrinsic value. In other words, if tomorrow was the apocalypse, you couldn't eat gold to survive. No. Right? So the value of it is what we have convinced each other that it's worth. That's all. So the point is just take – Bitcoin is taking our – is like keeping the seat – like everyone knows it's all a, a facade. Okay. And, and the Bitcoin – I mean the biggest admit, thing – Let's admit it's true and just take it to its logical The biggest end. thing that blows my mind with the Bitcoin is that like you said, there's no banks – other people keep ledgers of everyone else's encrypted. Yes, Bitcoin. I mean, how do you? That's the honesty. How do you even have time enough in the day to do that? It's, it's how do you have done, enough time to update? You're not everyone's ledger the with their Bitcoin the the and automation. You aren't doing it. You as an as a human being aren't touching it. It's the it's the software running. So it's like a stock market thing where it's constantly the numbers are constantly changing. 
Yes, and, without any human interaction. And why? Insofar as if I make when I make a purchase and I say send my Bitcoin, a transaction occurs and then that triggers everything. Why do you think someone wanted to come up with Bitcoin? Was it because they wanted to be sort of devious and buy things no. that they didn't want their bank connected to? Or no, so I think what like a lot of technologies. No, I think the original creators of it tend to be nerds, tend to be geeky yeah. guys who honestly wants to live. They want to live in the Star Trek future of a moneyless society. But like all good technology, it can it gets it, there's. You know, uh, technology is amoral. It is neither good nor bad. It's how it's used by people. Yes. So, what happened was the th- I think what you're alluding to is people on the quote unquote the dark net, the place where you know ninety percent the ninety percent yeah. of the internet is not visible by search engines. Right? It's where people go. They go. The- really? Yes. Yeah, it's ninety percent it's, 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 it's of a, the internet is not. Here. Are you I will serious? Give you the current estimate of the dark web. This is something – I mean this topic alone just kind of blows my mind yes. because I am a very naive, sheltered – you know, I consider myself to have decent so, morals and values. So Tech Advisor, and, as of July 19th of this year, it is still estimated that, yes, that some 90% of the internet is considered the dark web. That means – Everything that you see on the internet, everything you do on your smartphone, everything you is only ten percent. The Instagram, the Facebooks, the Netflixes, all of that uh-huh. consists of about ten percent of the internet. So, how do you get to that other part of the internet? I will be honest with you; I've never really looked into it, so I don't really want to speak. Is that because? But it, you, I mean, of you your job, your, or is that because? No desire. Right. It's I don't want to. I don't. I. There's nothing there that I want. I don't want. There's drugs. nothing there that I want, but my curiosity sometimes overtakes. I mean, at that. the end of the day, is you still use your internet connection, you still use your computer, you still use your browser. It's just there's so couldn't you get you caught if you're yes. on there doing stuff? Okay, yeah. the FBI is out there monitoring it. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, NSA. Yeah, I mean, why can... do they allow? Because it's not ninety percent of. Because because even on that ninety percent, that the a lot of the transaction that occurs on the dark web is still not illegal. I mean, if I want to trade you my Mustang for something uh, like my Camaro or whatever, right? A lot of that actually happens on the dark web. So again, most Why? of the transaction because it's 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 convenient. Because the, at the end of the day, people are maybe they're trying to avoid taxes, right? I want to sell you something but not pay taxes on it. Okay, so okay. It's not, while it's while it's "Quote unquote." Why it may while it's may it's bad. It's not nefarious. And, yeah, I mean, right? I was gonna say for me that would be on the low end of right. the devious spectrum. It's, yeah, you know, yes, yes, you should you know pay your taxes like you you know. But the idea is that a lot of this, everyone assumes it's always the, it's the worst of the worst. And yes, there's a lot of that bad stuff on there. A lot of it is still actually what I would consider legitimate. People just want the privacy, right? It's it's. People want to do things privately because we, we, we embrace privacy. But anyway, back to my original point. Yeah, that's just um, – sorry. That just – If you're interested in learning about more, there's this, there was this great article. Two videos came – got pushed out that describe how cryptocurrencies in general, mm-hmm. which is like the, the – you know, Bitcoin is one type of cryptocurrency. Ethereum is another one. I think Dogecoin is another one. Um, <laughs> Dogecoin. 
Anyway, if you're interested in learning more, there's these two videos to explain. We really need a schoolhouse rock on Bitcoin. Yes, that would be cool. Someone needs to make that and put it up on YouTube, please. I bet it would go viral. Seriously. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's talk about my other favorite story. Have you heard about the – so, you know, Google is now called Alphabet, right? The parent company. Yes. Well, they've launched a new company called Dandelion. What do you think Dandelion does? Sells flowers. Mm, you would be wrong. <laughs> they are in the business of geothermal energy, hmm. which is a way to. Heat I wonder and why cool. they called it dandelion. That's there. There must be something with that flower that links Maybe. to. You can do some research this week and let us know. Honestly, I don't give yeah. a crap. Okay. But but anyway, I was just spitballing, you know. So so um, before they got split off. There's Google X, which is kind of like their skunk works. Yeah. And they launched a bunch of companies that are basically anything okay. that's not core related to the core function of, you know, of, of And this the geothermal thing is something you dig in the ground Correct. and it saves you money over time. It's a more efficient. On heating and cooling. Correct. Okay. It's more efficient than the. the so it's some bucks up front, but. Yeah. Just like solar, like. Putting solar cells. How in your long house. do you think it takes this before it saves you money? How many years? Usually, things like this, you want to target like a one to three year payback. Okay, so you put money out, but then say three years from then, the savings you've you saved your money back, and from that point on, it's you'll pure start. Savings. Okay, now gotcha. You're gonna have to do maintenance to these systems, like anything else, right? Things. Yeah, and that's probably life. not cheap, but. The, the, the way the math works out is usually at the end of the day, though, it is still a worthwhile investment. Okay. And All right. So this is just another – so if you're interested, it looks like Solar City's out there doing uh, solar photovoltaics on your roof. Uh, this dandelion <laughs> group will come to geothermal. Like, I it's think not, half of our neighborhood has those solar things on I think on where we live now. in the mid-Atlantic where we might be on the borderline of where this is actually you – know, because it's not, not all areas of the world – um, can benefit economically. Yeah. So you have because you have to be able to dig down to a depth where, in the summertime, that ground underneath the ground is cooler, and then in the wintertime, the ground you know fifteen twenty whatever feet below is warmer than the surface temperature. Yeah. And that's where geothermal makes sense to work. But anyway, there's an option. There's a there's a new way of yeah. coming. Okay. If you're interested. But speaking of all Google, right, let's talk about the Google glass holes. <laughs> Yay, they're back, but they're not glass holes anymore, right? Okay, well. So, Google Glass as people... I love the title. Google Glass is officially back doing something it doesn't suck at, which it sucked at being Google Glass, right? Well, yes. I mean, the issue was it's basically a camera and a computer display on your face. Yes. That pretty much everyone thought was basically using for invading everyone's privacy. Right, I'm which I can videos. understand that because you can tell when someone's recording you with their phone, you know, they're holding they're it up at a certain up. angle. Right. But the, the Google Glass, like when you see someone wearing that, you're just going to assume they're wearing it to be a douche and record everything, right? That's well, right. I think the issue was that it was because Google Glass costs like. Thirteen or fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that is what I think. The glass hole thing came because the perception was, 
only wealthy people could buy these things. Okay. Because yeah, but you know what? I mean, and I'm not saying I know that $1,300 is a lot of money, but for technology nerds and, right, you know, it's Valley not Valley. out of the range of, you know, to where it's not available to most people. You know, I would say even. You know, someone like you, if it was a technology that you really wanted, you would be willing to pay $1,300 for it. So, I don't think it was necessarily out just for the rich and famous. It wasn't the intention, no, but I think the idea was they wanted to limit – Google's, I think their, their thought was – It's just was, a lot of money for a, a camera. Well, because of, for them, it was an experiment. So, they didn't want to have to do – real customer support. They wanted to only get it to people that were tech savvy. Like they didn't yeah. want the average person to get Google Glass because they didn't really want to provide technical support yeah, like a, yeah. a normal consumer product is. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, Snapchat has released a thing called Spectacles, which while it doesn't have a display in front of your face, it does have two glasses. Um, oh, okay. and they're and okay. they're only at a hundred they're only charging $130. So here's my question. That's what they look like. Oh, okay. Would you wear that to have a pair of glasses on your head? It looks kind of like a bug. It's, all right, so those record, right? All they do is record. There's no display in front of your face. You still have to use your phone to look play. I mean, I would, I would wear it in the sense that I don't think it's ugly, so to speak. That looks a little like a bug, but. Personally, I wouldn't wear it because I don't want to record everything everyone else is doing. I think that's a little bit of an invasion and of so, privacy. And, so, that's and the- so what happens like if you're at the hospital – like say you're at the hospital and you're back in the ER or something and somebody's got a pair of these things on. Do you call attention to it and say – Hey, someone's recording a tip of violations right. and, and blah blah blah. Or do you just let it go and say, "What the hell are they going to do with a bunch of and so that's recorded why, hospitals?" So I think I, spe- I think it could be used for a devious. Right. And I think that's why thing. spectacles are sunglasses because you're and only how long use does, them. How long do they record? I, I think with Snapchat. I mean, because Snapchat is the thing that right. only does like Quick. what, like two minute. Well, they're evolving. Things or yeah, whatever. It's so, short things. yeah. But I think it's telling us that they're sunglasses, which means they're only meant to be used outside, which tends to be public places where people yes, I are agree. more accepting of. I agree. Yeah. So, back to the article itself that we're trying to talk about Google Glass is back doing something it doesn't suck at. What it's back doing now is it's being, and they were used originally, but now they're only they're focusing on those. They're used in professional settings. So, like, Bone, yeah, and GE, that's what the glasses look like. Lines. They they looked more like glasses that you would just wear every day, all day to read or to, you know, if you have bad right. eyesight. They so weren't the sunglasses. Is, right. so the yeah. idea is that you're out on an assembly line, you're working on a, you know, you're pulling some wiring in an in a aircraft, and you need to go look at the, the tech manual on that piece because you have a question. Well, the idea is that the Google Glass, because it's its computer display too, you can yeah. sit there and say, show me the drawing for X, Y, Z, right? And it would bring up – and you'd be able to 
without having to go look at some fumble around with uh, paper documents mm-hmm. or taking your hand or leaving the assembly line, you can basically access information without leaving what your job is. But do you think this is going to change? Okay, let's take your job, for example. If you wore a pair of Google glasses into your job where you have a security clearance, right. that could be an issue. Well, that's – and that's that's <laughs> right. There. But I could very so, much see that the people that are working on doing like the, the repairs of our aircraft mm-hmm. would very much want to have this kind of stuff. That's good. There is going to have to be a balance. Yes. So there's probably a new legality thing where – But look, any new technology, yeah. you've got to work that out. Okay. The idea is Google is now focusing Google Glass to be a workplace tool than it is a consumer product is the bottom line. Okay. Yeah. And that, I think last time they were trying to straddle the fence and it just didn't that was work out it for too, them. Yes. They wanted to be yeah. both consumer and – yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 So. Disney Star Wars Hotel. So we knew that Disney <laughs> was planning a uh, theme park. Uh, I think we said yes. 2019, but I think. 2020, 2020 is probably likely, still. Yeah. 2019. Haley will also, be 15 or 16 years old. We've never gone to Disney World. I we will once. I think once the Star Wars theme park hits. We're going to stay at the hotel. We're going to do it upright because they said the hotel is like a Westworld Star Wars mishmash without the adult themes. Right. So the idea so is it's, that Disney. it's a yeah. Disney, it's kids and Star Wars. So the idea is like it's an immersive staying at the hotel. Is it's not an experience in and of itself. itself. Exactly. And just like, you know, later this or later the next month, we're going to Great Wolf Lodge, which is the same sort of thing is that the whole thing is you don't need to leave the hotel proper for activities i think the star wars hotel is sort of in the same vein like they know it's disney world you're gonna go out yes but i think they want the hotel to be an experience in and of itself like they'll probably have something similar to magic quest or something and I mean, the concept you know, art looks amazing. It's like it does. I, I don't think there's any windows. In I'm this not hotel. a sci-fi geek, but even I have to admit that it looks pretty cool. Right. To me, it looks like there will be no windows. Yeah, everything is a computer screen around it. So the idea is, you're complete. Anytime you look out a quote-unquote window, you're really yeah. in a spaceship looking out into space. And you probably like order your food with the waitress from the TV screen instead of. Right in front of you, and yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think it's kind of, you know, I'm I'm excited for it. I think once they get it done, it's going to be, you know, pretty cool. So, so three things they say that they know for sure: all the employees or cast members, as Disney calls them, will be always be in costume and in character. So that includes everybody, like the guy, yeah, that, people that are cleaning your room to the people at the front desk, yeah. Each guest that would be cool if own. we had Yoda come clean our room. That would be cool. I wonder how they're going to do Yoda. Are they going to have to I'm hire, sure like, little people or ma- something? No, I'm that? sure the major characters will only be seen, like – because you don't want to spoil the experience. Right? So That's the, true. The main character will only Ooh, be – Oh, Jar Jar Banks. He'd be a good housekeeper. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that says each guest – let me go in here. Each guest gets their own storyline, and Disney will says, specifically says that it will touch – your character will touch every single minute of your day. And the hotel is meant to take place on a spaceship 
windows, like I said, will only show yeah. space. Quote, Which unquote. is cool. I, I, you know, and you know, it's Disney. They're going to do it upright. So, you know, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. So, All right, we'll next, story. So next story. Yes. Speaking of construction, uh, which will probably no doubt use concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that the Romans used something they mixed into their concrete? May, had, like today, the concrete we build mm-hmm. isn't as strong, isn't as good, deteriorates. Do you know that why so many of the Roman stuff still stands? No. It's because of their concrete. What they mix in their concrete. What did they so mix in their concrete that – are they trying to deconstruct so basically, the formula? Some engineers looked around and said, hey, everything we build with concrete How come all this Roman stuff that's been around for 2,000 years Yeah, it's hasn't? still standing, yeah. So what they have found out that um, – Is it like maybe they mix clay so into of, it or something? A or? mix of volcanic ash, lime, seawater, and lumps of volcanic rock. Huh. So in other words – the material that they they mixed up for their concrete, yeah, because a lot of it was used at sea on sea. So walls. how did they get the volcanic stuff? I mean, I guess they did have Pompeii. volcanoes, right? Yes, yeah, I know, I know. Right. I I was thinking of a more modern thing though, like if the concrete was used in other areas, where would they get it from? But yeah, I guess in that area, yes, they did have There's the interesting thing active volcanoes. What they so. found is that the, the, so the Roman material, the concrete, where like we put concrete at a seawall. Over time, yeah. the, the, wa- the waves and the whatever, the chemical uh-huh. chips away at the concrete. Roman concrete actually gets stronger when it's exposed to the seawater. Do you think that's because they use it's the mix it's the chemical mix. C- yeah. Right. It oh. all comes down to the chemistry. Interesting. So So the chemists in ancient Rome were smarter than the chemists that we had. Apparently. Today. Well, and now we figured it out. And Interesting. I, I they said that a lot of this work they're looking at is um they want to apply to uh, Venice because Venice is all the understructure yeah, is yeah, rapidly yeah. deteriorating. Yeah. So they gotta figure out a way to reinforce that and it looks like that this uh roman technology this roman science hmm. is going to be a, a so why didn't that, that carry over to venice because rome is not that far from venice but when was venice built i don't know let's see here i, I think venice came <laughs> i have no idea it was let's see here venice was originally started in Uh, looks like this. There's no obviously. There's no historical concrete historical data. Pardon the pun. Uh, but it looks like they said there was some, <laughs> the first mention was something around. I just the year, got that. Four twenty one. Okay, so it's not. It's, it's not, not that. Of, right. uh, yeah. But um. I'm just wondering why. I don't know. Maybe they had some sort of a feud in the. Roman chemists refused work. Damn, it was probably on Venice or something. Who knows? You know, Venetians. Who knows? So, so I don't know. All right, next let's go, story. Let's go to our art story today. You yes, from where? There, uh, actually, I saw it on Reddit. There was a band called Quindar, and that's Q U I N D A R. What's so cool about? And this? they take 
NASA uh, makes recordings of space noises. Okay. Which I assume are like, right. you know, the, whooshes the, and, yeah, all the little, little whatever. So this band takes those noises from NASA and they turn it into music. And I think it's most of it is like rock type music. Like grunge rock? Or like grunge? Uh, or like alternative, maybe. Okay. Yeah. But more than classic rock. Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah, but it's still it's kind of a cool concept that yeah you know, and I think NASA is actually you know NASA knows that they're doing it, and NASA has actually featured them, I think a few times on their website. They feature songs that they've done that have taken recordings from NASA or whatever. So. Um, you know, just from a geeky point of view, um, their website is, I think it's Quindar, Q-U-I-N-D-A-R dot net. So you might want to just uh, we will check them out. I will play a little. I I'm giving play. them a little plug. Yeah. You know, when I we, think uh, it's a great idea. I think it's a cool concept. When I edit this, I will... I will cut right about here. Yes, and, and put put a couple samples yep. of yeah. All right, folks, Mike's here. I'm going to break in and give you a little taste of Quindar. Uh, this is a, just a quick sample from their song "Honeysuckle." This is Houston.
All right, so that was just a little sample again. Uh, Honeysuckle, this is Houston by Quindar. And uh, there's a lot of other great songs out there that they've done using, again, the NASA um, library of sounds and, and whatnot. So with that, back to the Steam Power podcast episode that's already in progress. Yes, other music. Because it, re- it really is a cool concept and it... You know, it puts a little bit of. It makes art and science tan like exactly. Tangible. It it, it kind of mixes the two. Yes, it's more of an immersive experience than just, you know, just creative artistic music is. It's more on the science geeky side of music, which I think is a really unexplored topic like music is extremely geeky yeah. when you get down to it it's I, I, all it's math so geeky, even i don't understand it. yes it's completely math based it's so you know i think in the coming years they'll probably do more studies on different things with music how it can help your body or your brain or things like that so yeah just give it a uh Give it a look if you're interested. Quindar.net. Quindar.net, yep. All right, that will take us to our last story. What jobs might still be around in 20 years? Not many. Why did you put this on here? Because you and I disagree on this topic, and I'm thinking it's going to lead to a squabble. <laughs> so, basically, all, it all comes we around. We disagree to this topic. Artificial intelligence. Yes, um, on this topic. There was a study done, the four, um, McKinsey and Company, uh, this group, they did a study, and they basically, the top, uh, let's see, so, so with 99% chance of automation will be telemarketers, 98% okay. chance will be loan officers, 97% cashiers, 94% paralegals. Wait, what is that? Oh, it's the ice cream. The ice cream man is here. <laughs> I was like, what um, is that noise? He goes on to talk about how H&R Block, one of America's largest tax preparers, yes. is already using IBM's Watson. Okay. Uh, in other words, even lawyers are saying, hey, get ready. That the, So there's a, a – um, What happens if the computer lawyer, messes your taxes up? What is Who's the, what liable if, for that? It's no different than what happens if the tax preparer today messes up. It's the company. They take the liability. Yeah, but don't you think the company could say it's the software that's flawed? It's if if they bought now here's the question if, if that company buys third party software yeah but right now H and R Block is actually writing their own software so it is their, oh, okay, it is okay, their okay, problem okay. if they screw up yes okay now if there was a gotcha. problem they found that there was something with Watson in this case IBM yeah I mean trust me that they will figure out how to share the liabilities through the yeah world. but the okay. point is now here's the here is the le- the safest jobs okay. With least, and this is interesting, the least likely to be um, automated, uh-huh. mental health and substance abuse social workers, only a 0.3% chance of automation. Which is all people feeling stuff that I am interested in as a sociology major. 0.3% uh, occupational therapists. Basically, if you have to interact on a personal level with people. Clergy, 0.8%. But even that, there's some even that they disagree that there's actually... Yeah, I think they could automate a reverend. There's actually already an app called uh, Confession that you can 
Oh, enter Lord. your session. You can enter your your sins in if you're, I guess, Catholic. And it tells and you how many you hail marys to say. That's bogus. Um, the only one that I'm bogus. sorry. I'll only a <laughs> they, whatever. They physicians and surgeons are only zero point four two percent. Now I kind of disagree with it, especially. The I don't because one. I think I think the technology that they use is going to be highly automated. But I think they're still going to want a person. Behind it to use well, it, if yeah. that makes See, I sense. Think it's, it's, it's not the technology won't be there. It's that people who are getting the surgery done to them aren't going to be comfortable. And so therefore, they're yes. not going to want – They're going to want a person behind the computer or behind the laser, behind whatever it is that's – But I mean you know, there's there's already been – there's off, put these So what about like engineers and things like that? I, oh, no. We're completely I was safe. a little surprised we're, because we're I thought you safe. were going <laughs> to so – basically any job that has a creative – Slash human no. interaction. No, not even. I would say the human. You're probably right, um, but the creative. No. So we can teach a robot to be creative. Yeah. So there's actually robots that How are do we a do artificial that? intelligence that are already composing music and doing art. So there, there's artificial intelligence that basically they've given the entire. Pick one of your favorite uh, historical artists. We'll look at an older artist. Monet. So they have, and I can't remember the exact artist. I'll, I'll dig it up, and put it in the show notes. But basically, they gave the artificial intelligence. They gave him the, the this one artist's entire library. So basically, the, the computer scanned in every yeah. every drawing this this person did. Right. Uh huh. It learned about how they drew it, why they drew. It, yeah, yeah. And then though they said, "All right, based now that you know how this person did all their art, draw something that would have been from this artist. Like what would have what would have been That's the artist? That's not creative though. That's the opposite. Yes, it is. No, no. It's, it's creating a brand new. It's a brand new drawing, based but you're ripping on off of that artist. Only the style. What you're saying is, you no. ju- just like any. Why do you? St- then why do you? I knew we were going to argue. Artists, why do artists study old artists anyway? Why study old artists if 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 that was? Why do we study history? That's the point: is that you learn from the masters and then you put your spin on it. Well, that's what this computer's doing. It's learning Wait, from the masters. I, uh, but the way you explained it was that the computer was creating something based completely on that style of that painter. And adding they a, weren't putting their own spin on yes, it. What it's they doing were is basically bas- they were taking a they were basically just creating something of a different subject but best, completely in that style. The best way of putting it was it was it studied the person's art from like their beginning drawing to their last drawing before they died. Yes. And it, it tracks, like, how did their art evolve over time? Yes. And then basically what these researchers are doing is telling the computer to paint me what would have been their next picture had they not died based on learning about how they, their style evolved over time. And it's putting out what it thinks that artist would have drawn had they not died. And then that – the interesting thing is that – But it's fed completely back in. in the style of that. Artist. artist it's not the computer yes the subject is different but the style isn't different so that to me that's really not but it's intrinsically still, creative okay that's you can have your opinion on that 
creates because the computer is completely ripping off of the style of the but, artist completely. Every artist looks, but we all look. No, we take interpretations, but that to me, that's what differs between a computer and a person is that we have the ability to make connections that computers can't. And maybe they will in the future. I'm not saying that's not down the road, but at the moment, it seems like that we as humans can take different aspects of life or art or whatever you want to say, and we can create our own style based off of different things. And the way you were interpreting that was that the computer was going to create something completely with that was 100% the style of that painter. It wasn't its own style. The subject was new, yes, but the style right. wasn't. Well, and that, to me, that's just not this is going to be the definition intrinsically of, creative. Okay. So, well, let's let's before we disagree on more, so let's go. Let me let me <laughs> some other tidbits from the story. Yes. Um, that we'll disagree on. No, in the long run, women will actually end up doing better than men because most of the jobs that are that have that are at a higher proportion um, or chance of getting replaced with AI are, are, are jobs that men tend yes. to dominate. Jobs that are less likely to be automated are ones that women typically dom- dominate. So, and we'll do better in the long. Interesting run. thing in my mind about that is, why do you think that is? Because they're. Because the jobs that are not that that uh, that are less prone to automation are people related. They're yes. related. What I think that, that women men are more natural at doing. What I think that men are better at is more of the. I think men are just naturally better at the fact checking sort of mathematical type Which things. Is very easy to Women understand. are more emotional creatures. And it's really hard to teach a computer how to be emotional. So right. it's the best you know, when stuff. you need yes, when you need to deal with people, you have to use your emotions if you want to be good at it. You have to tap into what that person is feeling, what that person is going through and that's what I think computers aren't going to be good at and it's going to take quite a while for them to learn how to program a computer to come up with its own emotional state it might copy emotions yes but to come up with its own interpretation of emotions I don't see that happening in our lifetime. So here's what the recommendation, though, is to – so for the, for us humans that will be still around, um, here's sure. what they think the future of work I'm – not, I'm not worried because I think I think I could find something. So most futurists and independent <laughs> thinkers now believe that this is what the future of our economy will look like, that in the future, everyone will have a, base, uh, a basic income, that governments will provide everyone a basic level income to care, to provide That's for interesting. the basic – Okay, so, so, so basically, your your food, your your shelter, and your clothing, the, the things that to, and healthcare, the things that to survive mm-hmm. will be provided for by a government. And, and how is that going to be? Beyond, 
They didn't say how. There's, there's, this they is, didn't say how. They're, they didn't it's say. It's the future. It's broad strokes. They're just saying All right. what the picture's going to so look like. So in other words, they're going to legalize marijuana and tax the hell out of it and give everyone an income. A basic, a basic okay, income. Okay, sure. Um, as for your job, so anything above and beyond the basic needs, um, your job. So they say you're, you should have – Wait, like, so is your job going to be tied to the government? Like is – I, to no, me, so this is sounding is more and more you, communistic or something. No, just, so it's only the the basic the basic stuff, the, the the core stuff to life, shelter, food. Yes, will be provided for. To to, to anything you want above and beyond that, okay, will be again will be tied. You to have your, to okay, to how much of a go getter you are. So if you want to travel all the time, you're going to have to, and you want to have all that money to travel. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, so they're saying that you're okay. going to, you need to have at least. A half dozen to a dozen different um, t- talents, the more the better. And don't be as surprised that probably in the future, the average adult will, will work for n- a numerous companies simultaneously. Because we will all be consultants hmm. to business instead of working for one big corporation. So now see, you for me, that's. We'll be doing, you'll be working for six or seven companies who are all paying. I doubt I would do that because I'm just not a multitasking kind of person. I like to put all my eggs in one basket, so to speak. And you, so, so thus, what they're saying is you will be unemployed in the future. If you can't, no, because if you I'm good with that, people. Well, no, again, it'll depend on what type of job you get. Yeah, but the point is that don't think that tomorrow is going to look like anything like today in terms of what our economy and what the workforce looks like. What about like. people like writers and Well, they already do that, right? Writers are already – you work for dozens of projects at a no, time. No, no, no. I mean what about like a computer taking away that sort of a profession like um, screenwriters, right. you know, authors, I think it's going to go like the that. same thing. Like, do you think that's a creative yes. outlet that computers aren't quite equipped I think in the to short, handle in the short term, no. Long term, yes. So you're saying it'll be like the like you know we talked about the uncanny valley with androids. Like someone can yeah. build a robot that looks just like a human, but today we can still someone can if you look at it, you, you can still, still tell, tell the difference. Yes, I think writing will go through the same point that there will be this time where you'll know that was written by an artificial intelligence. It'll be good, but you'll be able to tell. Yeah. I think we will get to a point. But how will a computer come up with the no machine learning idea, just like you know, just how the humans machine learning it mimics the human brain. So just the way the computers of tomorrow learn just like the human brain learns. See, that just blows me away that they can even do that because it just it seems so far-fetched, but it's here you today. Know. It's already happening. It's maybe in the baby form, it's it's a toddler form. I just of it, I tend but it's here what today. I tend to disagree with you on is your timeline because you seem to think like, oh, this is the stuff of tomorrow, and you say it in, five to ten years. Y- yes, you say it in terms of a very short timeline. I just don't see that happening because of the power. I'm saying like twenty to thirty. Right, so I disagree because of the power of exponential growth. So basically, what's going to happen? The ten years of the de- 10 years of change from now until 10 years from now, right? Yeah. As much change will occur in that time mm-hmm. as from today back 100 years. So all the all the change the world has seen from Why do they say that? Yeah, 20- but I mean why 
because Why it's the power of exponential growth. It's it, it's like um you know with your money, right? The pow- compound interest, right? So the the rate of cha- the rate within. of change is changing. It's not just power that change, there's a lot of change. <laughs> it's that the rate of change itself is changing. So it's exponential growth, right? Ten squared. I just ten ten. <sighs> A hundred years ago is going to be done in ten years now. I know, but I and you know I'm not a math person, so that concept is a little lost on me. But I just don't, I just don't agree. So, well, I put it this way: I don't agree. The I this is the best way to think about it. Twenty twenty seven. Yes. Will look as different to us today as nineteen seventeen did. I don't today. agree with that. I don't agree with that. Well, we we'll guess we'll see who's. Right I guess in we'll see. Yes. So because you'll still be stuck with me. So that's right. <laughs> we'll be still doing this podcast. Yes, we will. So with that, that's going to be an episode. We're going to put this one in the can. All right, it recorded this it recorded time. This right, time the whole way. Yay! So um, all right. So with that. I will say thank you for listening and watching and doing every sharing and Instagramming and Facebooking and tweeting and Pinterest. And I don't have half of that stuff, but okay. Um, And then uh, (laughs) we'll be back in a couple weeks with another one. And stay quirky and keep it steamy. Yep. Bye.